Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The Zone. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. This weather is so much easier on a body versus what we had just five days ago, and it looks like it's getting better. How you doing, everybody? Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. Glad you're along with us on a Thursday. We've got a lot of items we want to touch on today, including the upcoming wolf hunt in Wisconsin and Cody Coster from Rice Dairy LLC down in Chicago, now part of the Everag Group, is also going to be our live guest to give us an update on what's happening with the markets. Stumuck is just down the road a little bit as far as weather is concerned, but what I can tell you is today, a few more clouds than what we might have seen earlier this week. 24, though, our expected high. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 20 degrees. Saturday, 23, and then Sunday, we bounce up to 30 degrees with the possibility of snow showers. Monday, 36. That's when Stu says we're finally going to get at or above average as far as temperatures. We'll look forward to his forecast in about 15 minutes. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select cat equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance recently issued a special dividend to support their auto, home, farm, and business customers to help keep Wisconsin strong. This dividend will pay out over $5 million back to their policyholders. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. We know in agriculture, what may be just as important, if not more important than our physical health, is our mental health. From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I'm Caitlin Riley, and we have resources available throughout Wisconsin to help farmers who may be struggling or just want to chat about what's going on in their operation, including the Wisconsin Farm Center. Pam, what's going on and what do our call numbers look like right now? You know, Caitlin, we talk about the Wisconsin Farm Center fairly re- fairly uh, regularly here in the farm department trying to circulate the 800 number and new farmer well-being uh, hotline. But what we don't know are the numbers. How many people are calling in? I talked about it with Dan Bauer, program specialist with the Wisconsin Farm Center. What he told me is uh, in the month of December, their call numbers went down. Catch is in the month of January, they are back and more than double the pace than they were in December. You know, typically we see a seasonal uh decrease in call volume when we end a calendar year and this year was no different um in december of 2020 for example we've had just over 300 public facing contacts and when we compare that to the first month of 2021 january we've already seen that double and uh increase to over 600 so um we can definitely see in that upward trend that business planning conflict management uh mental health and um, also risk management is definitely on the minds of our Wisconsin farmers as they are choosing to proactively reach out to the farm center 
for some of the services that um, my staff is able to offer. So is that basically what your the tone of the conversations have been? What are you hearing from other call center members, Dan, as far as you can hear a lot of things in people's voices? What are they noting? Yeah, and it's a good question, Pam, and I'll be real honest and candid. Um, some of the conversations are tough, and I think what's driving that is just the uncertainty. Uh, when we look out at 2020, I mean, 2020 was actually a good year. We saw one of the highest milk prices in the last three years, and then additionally, farmers had the benefit of subsidy payments from government programs, which really made 2020 a nice year for farmers. I think what's driving some of the concern in 2021 as people begin to call the farm center is just uncertainty. We're seeing feed prices increase at a rapid price that's going to put pressure on our profitability margins. Uh, Milk price is relatively flat, and we certainly can anticipate volatility as food service uh, is a a business that continues to be be very tough. Um, We're hoping that that's going to increase again in late spring or summer. So I think people are just concerned. And I think another uncertainty is that um, what role are government payments going to play in 2021? I don't think that's clear for our Wisconsin farmers yet at this time. And um, in a volatile, high-stressed industry like farming, um, you know, uncertainty just is not a, a fun thing to have to navigate. You bet. I know that when I had talked earlier with uh, staff from the Farm Center, they did note that there were plenty of conversations still going on about succession planning and transitioning. Is that still a part of the conversation, Dan, or now is it all about kind of mitigating our risk? Well, I I think both. I mean, certainly risk management is very much a topic that comes up often as uh, dairymen and farmers look at programs like dairy dairy revenue protection, dairy margin coverage, forward contracting. But if you think about our national farmers, I think I saw recently a stat that the average farm operator in the country is 58. So we definitely have an older uh, workforce that are operating our dairy farms and our farms. And um, so we see transition planning, succession planning, estate planning. Um, that is very much a topic that comes up uh, very often with our farm center ta- staff. And again, when you note you know, the average age farm operators in this country, um, we anticipate that to continue and potentially even ant- uh, intensify in 2021. Right, right. Dan Bowers along with us. He's a program supervisor with the Wisconsin Farm Center housed within the Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection. If you have any questions or concerns, you obviously have an opportunity to reach out in a couple different ways. Of course, the Wisconsin Farm Center hotline, 800-942-2474. 800-942-2474. You can email them Farm Center at Wisconsin.gov. And then, Dan, let's talk a little bit about the feedback you've been getting on the fairly new Farmer Wellness Hotline. Now, I've gotten a chance to visit with the coordinator of that program. That's a 24-7 offering. Have you heard much from them on uh, call volume or the types of calls they've been handling? Yeah, so call volume on that, Pam, has been relatively uh, steadily growing. Um, It was a little bit lower than what we might have predicted when we launched it in summer of 2020, but we really attribute that to being a a brand new program. 
Um, we're eager to work with partners like yourself to uh, increase farmer awareness that these services are out there. Um, the feedback from the farmers that have used the services has been really, really good. Um, we've consistently heard that these services are helping. And um, the other thing that we really see, um, when we went to a three-tiered approach this summer, um, we have the 24-7 hotline, like you talked about, which can get farmers around-the-clock help. We also have our telecounseling offering, which allows people to gain uh, service in the comfort of their own home, either by phone or video conference. And then we also have our counselor vouching program, which we've been operating for about 10 years now. And that program actually allows Wisconsin farmers to get uh, in-person service from a mental health professional right in their own community. So we believe our three-pronged approach to delivering this service to farmers really helps uh, uh, helps them deal with affordability and then also accessibility. Um, we've got several different dimensions that they can uh, take this service, and um, really it comes down to whichever uh, option is going to be most convenient for them in their own lives and their own routines. Absolutely. Now, Dan, I'm curious, and I know this is kind of hard to put a, a finger on, but you mentioned the age of our general audience, and I'm wondering, sometimes... Uh, the males can be just a little bit more hesitant to pick up the phone and make a call for help. Are you noticing when it comes to calls or conversations, is it uh, the male, is it the female, is it a combination? Are you noticing? Yeah, I think it's a combination. I think um, Wisconsin farmers and even farmers in this country and farmers around the world are by nature a very proud, hardworking uh, culture. Uh, they have very disciplined, proud values. And I think it's just difficult for anyone to uh, get to the point where they're uh, comfortable and willing to ask for help. So one thing we talk a lot about with our staff on the Farm Center team and the mental health professionals that we work with is how do we uh, combat that stigma that it's not okay to ask for help. And um, we really try to approach mental health just like rehabbing from any injury. You know, if you break your leg, you work with a team of professionals to help rehab and improve that leg. And um, similar with mental health, you know, I think um, as a culture, we need to get to the point where people are willing to notice uh, when things aren't quite right and, and really have that confidence and that know-how to be willing to ask for help. Um, so you're able to to treat mental health, you know, go through that rehab process and get back to peak performance. And um, I think we're getting there, um, but I think it is going to be a process and a longer process at that. And I think, um, you know, it's just a stigma that we have to uh, kind of uh, uh, beat over time. Yep, you're right. Dan Bauer, again with us from uh, the Wisconsin Farm Center, housed within the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. He is a program supervisor. What about resources that you guys have available at your fingertips, Dan? You mentioned mental health uh, vouchers, and obviously uh, you've got a cadre of uh, experts that are there to answer a lot of different questions, including herd health questions. How are the resources holding up in light of the surge in call demands? Yeah, uh, the team is holding up really well. Um, we have a team that's uh, multi-generational and really um, kind of mixed in their areas of expertise. Um, we've got several on the staff that come from a banking and lending background, and they're always available and willing to help farmers with business planning, financial consulting and analysis, 
and um, developing those transition and succession plans that we talked about. Um, the team is very diverse as well. We also have a full-time veterinarian on staff that can help uh, farmers in the state of Wisconsin diagnose uh, whole herd performance issues, and that's something that we offer um, as well. And then as we talked about with you previously, we have the Farmer Wellness Program, um, which, as I mentioned, you know, has you know, really three dimensions of available services, the 24-7 line, uh, the telecounseling and video counseling, and then also the counseling vouchers to help um, farmers get service right in their own communities. So um, we're really proud of the team. Um, they work tremendously hard. Uh, one of the biggest skills that they bring to the table is they all have agricultural backgrounds and they all understand farming and they have tremendous empathy for Wisconsin farmers. And um, if you talk to any of them, at the end of the day, really what motivates them when they come to work is they just want to help farmers. And um, that's what I really appreciate about the team. And, and I can tell you that the team is, is just totally committed to trying to provide whatever help that uh, we can. Sometimes it's just a matter of listening. Very good. Dan Bauer along with us, program supervisor with the Wisconsin Farm Center. I have repeated this number to you over and over again, but I'll give it to you again. Wisconsin Farm Center hotline available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can leave a message if no one's there to answer. 800-942-2474 or email them, farmcenter, all one word, at wisconsin.gov. And then as Dan pointed out, the relatively new Uh, Farmer Wellness Hotline, that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there for your support. And that toll-free number is 888-901-2558, And remember, as always, all services kept confidential. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Interest rates are at all-time lows and home equity is at all-time highs. You know what that means? You can save big money by refinancing your mortgage loan. Whether you want to just save a few hundred dollars a month, consolidate some debt, or get money for home improvements. Now's the time to call me. Educated Mortgage, smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222-652. These days, vehicles are powered by many different sources. Tom's Auto Center repairs them all. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Gas, electric, diesel, and hybrids. Plus, we offer free pickup and delivery within a 10-mile radius. And a loaner car if you need one. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Mmm, need to get some rest. This is the worst headache ever. Mmm, right arm's all tingly all of a sudden. Must have slept on it last night. I keep losing my balance. These old bones need some exercise. Granddaddy, what you just said doesn't even make sense. It sounds like gibberish. 
Signs like these could be more than what they seem. They could be a sign of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Farm goddess, agricultural princess, queen of all that moves. Nah, let's stick with farm babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And let's get to the weather details as we roll our way into a Thursday morning. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us and I got so confident uh, this morning about what I was going to encounter. I didn't even start my truck early. I just jumped right in. Well, listen to you, radical. Ooh, man. <laughs> no, and it's a whole, I don't know, I th- at, at least we're double digits this morning and looks like it's getting better. It's going to get better. In fact, right into the weekend, some more mild air is going to be around, Pam. Temperatures are going to get a bit nicer. Yeah, still a bit cooler. Believe it or not, 32 is our normal daytime high. Uh, we're going to be below that yet, but certainly in a much better place than we were just a few days ago, and especially like late last weekend. Now, there is a weak system around, some very light snow, our possibility today. Oh, it's not going to add up to more than maybe a dusting here or there, but a little light snow is in store, those temperatures warming up into next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Being a member owner pays at Compure Financial. As a farm credit cooperative, Compure's member owners share in the profits. And this year, member owners will receive $197 million back in patronage. Learn more at Compure.com backslash patronage. Compure Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. Patronage allocations, redemptions, and payments remains at the discretion of the board of directors based on a combination of factors including the risk in portfolio, earnings, and current capital position. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. Mostly cloudy today, Pam, and a few scattered snow showers, some flurries, maybe a little dusting here and there. Low 20s today with winds becoming north about 5. Still some chance of that light snow this evening, mostly cloudy. And back in the single digits for nighttime lows, nothing drastic. Winds become west about 5. Partly sunny tomorrow, upper teens with west winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny Saturday, low 20s. With winds becoming south about 5, we could find our way up closer to 30 Sunday, Pam, but a little light snow Sunday or Sunday night, something to make it a little different again just for Monday morning. All right. Sounds good. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, Stu, and put a bow on it for the weekend, all right? 
Sounds like a plan. Have a great day. See you later. Stumach Ag Meteorologist with the weather details that you're looking for. And like you said, uh, pretty manageable out there this morning. Thank goodness. Tell you what, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, the upcoming wolf harvest that is scheduled to begin uh, February 22nd. Josh also has another uh, talk of a, a hunt that was successful. Five lucky ducks had the permits necessary for Wisconsin's elk hunt. Those are just a few of the stories coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection is here 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for all your residential and commercial plumbing services. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. When we say we're the concrete producing company that contractors rely on, it's because they know we produce our own superior ready-mix products that endure the Wisconsin elements, and our family stands behind the long-lasting performance. Add one of our unique products to your next project. The concrete producing company, the contractors rely on advanced concrete. Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships. What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. I'm Dr. Linda Van Eldick, a biomedical scientist supported by the American Health Assistance Foundation. I'm dedicated to educating the public because it's important for all of us to understand this debilitating disease. I conduct research aimed at discovering new and effective treatments for Alzheimer's disease. This is critical because every 70 seconds someone in America is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's more than a thousand people a day. Preliminary data show that exercise, a healthy diet, and keeping your mind active may help reduce your risk. At our website, ahaf.org, experts will answer your questions and address your concerns. Find out about promising research the Foundation funds and learn how to live with or care for someone with the disease. Call 1-800-437-2423 or go to ahaf.org for a free brochure on understanding Alzheimer's disease. That's 1-800-437-2423. 
Susan came over, and the first thing she says is, this whole room looks completely different. Okay, that wasn't the first thing Susan said. She gossiped about Linda, but I didn't get involved. So I say, yes, the whole room. I mean, if Susan is going to gossip, I'll give her something to gossip about. And she goes, I can't believe it. Okay, truth bomb. All I did was add accessories from Lazy Boy. So Susan unloads and says she could never do something so amazing. And I think to myself, all right, maybe you exaggerated too much. Let her in on it. Truth is, Susan, I went to Lazy Boy and picked up a few items. Their interior designers show you how an area rug here and a couple of side tables there can change a whole room. And she headed to Lazy Boy. She better not blab this to Linda. Just a few accessories from Lazy Boy makes the difference. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison. East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. When we help accident victims, we fight to get them full justice, nothing less. That means all of the losses your injuries cause, medical bills, lost wages, and compensation for all your pain and suffering, now and in the future. I'm John Rihala. At Clifford and Rihala, we rely on thorough analysis, detailed preparation, and a strong compassion for our clients to help you achieve your maximum recovery. Over decades of helping accident victims, we've built a track record of success that you can trust. When you choose Clifford and Rihala, we'll fight to make those responsible for your injuries pay you nothing less than the full compensation you deserve to make things right. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys, fighting for you, for justice. MyJustice.com. Well, Strobes, let's yeah. uh, let's dive into it real quick here, man. I'm looking to let's let's talk about the weekend that was. A little bad blood going to Michigan, you know. You're in Ann Arbor. Unfortunately, you take the L on Saturday, one to five. But what a nice bounce back victory on Valentine's Day of all days, a three to well, two win. How was it for you, Strobes? Yeah, to me, that uh, Sunday win um, again is going to come back to help us tremendously. Uh, anytime you have a bounce back win like that on the road against a very good Michigan team, um, it says a lot about your, uh, your team, you know, certainly the leaders, the upperclassmen. Um, I, I know uh, on Saturday we had a decent road period, uh, got up one nothing. And then, um, for some reason, you know, Michigan again, got their legs. They hadn't played in a few weeks and they're a very good team. I, I felt even coming off Minnesota that, you know, again, we have to stay hungry. We got to stay humble. We got to keep doing things uh, the right way that got us to where we're at this season, and um, you know we got away from that a little bit. And, and you can't do that against the Michigan team. I was a little bit, uh, you know, wondering, uh, you know, if if we could uh, sustain the six periods. And so, a little frustration there. I think um, certainly for me as a coach, and had to demand a little bit more uh, for the next uh, day because you know splitting on the road or getting some points on the road is critical if you're going to win the Big Ten or put yourself in a position to be in the top three in the league and then get a bid at the end of the year. So huge win coming back on Sunday, and our guys showed a lot of grit, fortitude, and played the way you know Badger hockey is supposed to be played, and, and I was proud of them. So Strobes. So Strobes, hey, Strobes, let me jump in here. You both. Oh, please, Strobes, feel free. Like, you know, as I was down in Texas, they had that game on. The first game was on Big Ten Network, which was great. So, you know, the team, and we could watch it and, and cheer you guys on. But, you know, it, it just seemed like, 
when you look at the possession of the puck, and uh, it almost made those goals too easy, right? I mean, it was just, it was almost too easy. Sometimes you do, you play hard, you lose games, and sometimes you have self-inflicted wounds, and that seemed to be the case on the first night. But I give you guys credit for bouncing back because that first game was, was rough. I mean, you guys really gave away really good opportunities for them, and they, and they buried us, give them credit. But to come back and win, great job. Three wins uh, out of four against some really good teams uh, really set you guys up nice. No, and Barry, you again, you, you obviously see it, you know it, you've played it, you've been around it, you coach it now. Um, we disengaged for some reason, and, and that was one for me personally as a coach uh, was more frustrating than anything. And, um, you know, in my background where I come from on the east side of St. Paul, um, truthfully, our, our coaches, again, from Squirts, Peewees, Bantams, wherever I was at, they said, you can lose the game and the effort's still there, but if you get beat, now we got a problem. And uh, we had a little bit of a problem, in my opinion, in that second and third period where we got beat, and, and that can't happen. You can still, you know, have the effort. You can still set a tone for the next night. So, for me, that, you know, re-engagement was really, really important, especially from the upperclassmen and the guys that are, you know, you rely on to lead you to get back into the war. And you could tell from the drop of the puck there the next day, um, you know, they shelved the, uh, the situation that happened the night before. We lost the game and got beat in a few areas, and then we came back. So it, it was. I really appreciate the resilience. And, um, you know, there had to be a little bit of a heart-to-heart there with a few guys, and um, they cleaned it up. So I'm, I'm looking forward to moving forward here coming up against uh, Notre Dame because so, it'll be another physical battle. So, Strobe, speaking of heart-to-heart, uh, you know, after that game on Saturday, did you have to – now, I, I'm sure I'm going to get the, the, the amazing coach speak that you always have, but <laughs> did you have to give them a heart-to-heart, say, hey, stop worrying about the Valentine's Day gifts you didn't get and getting last minute? Did you have to bring up Valentine's Day to say stop worrying about your boo thing and start worrying about the ice? Um, well, me personally, I, I did, uh, with a, with a couple of gentlemen and, and I think they responded and, um, you know, we'll leave it at that. You know, sometimes you got to motivate in different ways as a coach and, um, you know, you push some buttons and they either respond or they don't, but if they don't, then you got to find guys that will. And, uh, so you go to the certain, uh, certain people that, you know, can handle it and are mature enough and have to look in the mirror and, and reevaluate because, I look at this, you know, every day what I do and what these kids do, it's a privilege. And, you know, for them to have an opportunity to compete and to play at Wisconsin and to be on scholarship, I don't ever feel like you can take a shift off. I really don't. I think you owe it to yourself and you need to owe it to the guy next to you and you owe it to the program you play for. So for me, um, I do that as a coach. I did it as a player and I'll do it in my life every day. You could go to Chicago to hear about the Board of Trade, but isn't it easier to listen to Pam Yonke? This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We'll be listening to Cody Costers from Rice Dairy LLC down in Chicago, a part of the Everag Group. He's our guest in about 15 minutes to give us a little update on what's going on with the markets. I know that today is the beginning of USDA's 2021 Ag Outlook Forum. Today and tomorrow, they'll be bringing some of their best uh, minds from within the agency to share where they see agriculture going in 2021. That may be a big part of what's going on in the markets. We'll see what Cody 
Cody has to say about that. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. So today, the 18th day of February. On this day in 1978, Hawaii hosted the first Ironman tri- triathlon. It's uh, a swim, a bike, and a marathon. It's a grueling uh, piece of athletic work. They started it on this day in 1978. 1977, the space shuttle took off for the first maiden flight. The Enterprise was on the back of a Boeing 747 shuttle carrier to uh, take flight. On this day in 1954, the first Church of Scientology was established. Speaking of Scientology, today is John Travolta's birthday. He's 69 years old. And this one holds a special place in my heart. On this day in 1914, Pee-wee King was born. You know Pee-wee? Pee-wee was considered uh, kind of the Prince of Polkas. He was a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame. He wrote the song, co-wrote I should say, the Tennessee Waltz. He was born in Milwaukee but got brought up and raised on a dairy farm in Abrams. As a matter of fact, as a kid, I remember when Pee-wee used to Come back around Abrams for Abrams Days, different festivals, and that considered a real celebrity in our circles. And now you know the things you find out this early in the morning, huh? Well, we know that uh, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources right now is accepting applications for a wolf hunt in the state of Wisconsin. The harvest is going to take place February 22nd through the 28th after a special meeting on Monday of the DNR board approved unanimously harvesting 200 wolves in this particular hunt. All hunters and trappers that want to try to obtain a harvest permit have to apply by the close of business this Saturday, and they have to do it online or visit a license agent. Now, I asked uh, the Department of Natural Resources to give us a little bit more detail on how the wolf hunt will be conducted But according to their public information officer, there is already litigation that is pending on uh, trying to stop the wolf hunt from going forward. So they're unable to uh, make conversation or talk about it. But the wolf hunt as of right now is going to begin February 22nd through the 28th. So a very quick process that the Wisconsin DNR is going to have to move through to make sure they stay within that time frame. Another hunt that the DNR oversaw in 2020-2021, elk, another one of those reintroduced species here in the state of Wisconsin. And you won't believe the luck of one first-time elk hunter in the state. Josh Scramlin's got the details. Five Wisconsin hunters emerged from the woods a whole lot happier than they were going in, as all five Wisconsinites that drew an elk tag were able to bag a bull elk. It's been 25 years since the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources began the reintroduction and the management of elk here in the state of Wisconsin, and it's been three years since they started an elk hunt. Now, this is one of the most exclusive hunts in all of the United States, as only five Wisconsin hunters get an elk tag every single year. Yes, you heard me right. Five hunters. Joshua Spiegel is a wildlife biologist with the Wisconsin DNR, and he is stationed in Hayward, which is way up north in Sawyer County. So, Josh, five people got the tag, but how many Wisconsinites actually applied for the tag? The first year, I believe, was about 38,000 people for our general tag drawing, and now our general tag drawing 
we only drew for four of the five tags. Another agreement we had with one of our large partners, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, who donated hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, one of their stipulations or agreements with us was that the first five years of our harvest, one tag would be raffled off through Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and proceeds would come back to the back to the DNR as well. So now this being 2020, three of those five years have been filled. So one of the five tags drawn is actually drawn through Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Wisconsin chapter. Of those four Wisconsin DNR tags, uh, like I said, the first year was about 38000 the second year was about 23,000 applicants, and last year was just shy of 28,000 applicants. That is insane. So 25,000 plus for the first three years, and then five Wisconsinites get randomly selected. And Josh, all five of these hunters this past season were able to harvest an elk. Correct. Yep. And that, that's one of the things we're still pretty early in our hunt, but we're issuing tags different than other animals. We expect hunters to be successful. Um, our, our assumption during our spring uh, discussions with the elk committee is that we have about 100% success rate on our hunters. So from the, from the general Wisconsin tags, uh, the 15 that have been issued, 14 people have, have taken an elk. So uh, it, it's almost 100%, and we expect everyone to have an opportunity to harvest an elk. And one of those five hunters had the absolute best beginner's luck of all time. Yep, first first regulated animal harvest that they've ever had uh, happened to be this once in a lifetime tag, and and that was a it was a really interesting story. Uh, the individual just started uh, big game hunting per se about a year prior to to this harvest. Had gotten into deer hunting last fall unsuccessfully. Tried turkey hunting this spring unsuccessfully, and uh, uh, was fortunate to take their first harvest uh, with a once in a lifetime elk tag. That is crazy, and that is awesome for that person. Josh Spiegel, who is a wildlife biologist with the Wisconsin DNR up in Hayward, is along with us right now. So, Josh, just how many elk call Wisconsin home? Uh, the 2020 year, our population estimate came out to, in the, in the greater Clam Lake area, what we now call the Northern Elk Range, to about 300 animals. In the, in the Central Elk Range, the greater Black River Falls area, a second subgroup in the state of Wisconsin, their high-end population estimate was about 100 animals this year. Uh, they started their group in uh, the year 2015 as part of our Kentucky elk translocation process. With all that being said, both areas, uh, we do our population estimates and our, our hunt population quarter in that spring time frame. So we will be doing that again here shortly. Uh, as of this time, we seem to be on pace with where we were last year. Uh, it was a very good, very good calving season. Um, as for an exact number, we haven't necessarily determined that for this year yet. But um, again, it was a good year. Uh, we do have some mortality that happens annually. We know that. Uh, it's, it's basically just uh, making sure that, uh, uh, that that our numbers are accurate, which we'll be doing for about the next two months now. All right, wonderful. That's Josh Spiegel, a wildlife biologist with the Wisconsin DNR. He's based all the way up north in Hayward, so probably a little chilly up his way. Now, he told me that the application for the next 
Elk Hunt will open on March 1st. So mark your calendars if you want to be one of the thousands of hopeful Wisconsin hunters that throw their name in the hat and then hopefully get selected to go out and partake in the elk hunt. You can see some of the pictures of the elk that were harvested this past year by going to MidwestFarmReport.com. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. Wow, kind of like a needle in a haystack. Five elk hunters selected for that last harvest. Thanks, Josh. Well, we're talking with Cody Coster from Rice Dairy down in Chicago in just a moment. Let's talk about what's going on in the markets. In overnight electronic trade this morning, they're actually a little softer as far as our grain trade. December corn's down two right now at 458. November soybeans down about two at 1187. The wheat for July, that's up about a penny currently at 638 a bushel. I mentioned it earlier and I'll say it again. Today is the beginning of USDA's annual Ag Outlook Forum, where they bring some of their ag economists from within the agency to share their uh, numbers, their uh, estimates on where we're going in 2021. That's uh, something I'm get it, guessing Cody's going to talk about in just a moment. Yesterday, barrel cheese in Chicago dropped a nickel to 144. 40-pound block cheese down two and three-quarter cents at 153. The double-A butter, that actually gained four cents at $1.49 and a half per pound. Now, the fluid milk contracts for March are down a dime. Currently, 1642 a hundredweight. April milk closed 14 cents lower at 1712 a hundredweight. Well, like I said, uh, you got to wonder what's going on, not just with uh, the USDA's outlook form, but also what's happening with the Farmers to Families Food Box program. I've got a story up at MidwestFarmReport.com about the latest round that's basically coming to an end within the next few days, and no new monies on the horizon. Uh, what is that doing for the dairy complex? We'll talk about it coming Can't up next. Get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24 7 at MidwestFarmReport.com. Stay tuned as we'll be right back. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai Tankless Water Heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai Water Heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. When you're having your vehicle worked on, the last thing you want to hear is, trust me, it's bad. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. At Tom's Auto Center, we'll show you the proof of the matter. We share photos of damaged or loose parts that's causing the problem. So you know exactly what you're paying for. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. 
Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, let's catch up with our man Cody Coster joining us live this morning from the Windy City of Chicago. He's part of Rice Dairy LLC and the Ever Ag Group with a quick look at what's uh, influencing our markets. Cody, thanks for joining us. So it's... it's uh, Still a pending story, one that caught national attention earlier this week. Major, major weather surprises for a lot of folks in Texas and New Mexico. And we forget that's a big dairy production area, isn't it? What are you hearing? It is. It really is, Pam. And when it gets cold in the Midwest, a lot of farmers up here are used to it. You know, we have the infrastructure that can hold it, um, especially our pipelines and all of our electricity. But down there, they're having a heck of a time. We're hearing, depending on where you're shipping to, your plant might be dumping between four to eight million gallons per day of milk because they cannot process that milk. I'm hearing from a couple different dairymen they haven't had milk picked up in a day and a half to two days because the roads are so icy, so snow covered and drifted over. It, it's not a it's not a good deal down there right now at all. Boy, and that's uh, is kind of the same story in New Mexico. There's a lot of big dairies in uh, that Roswell area. Yeah, when you start getting down to the southeast part, kind of where um, you know New Mexico and Texas touch, they're having the same kind of problem. Uh, a lot of frozen waters. One gentleman was telling me they're having burst water pipes in their parlors, in their houses. Um, the the open corrals don't have electricity to the waters to put heaters in them right now. They're working on unthawing them 24 hours um, with with their crews, and I think that's going to lead into a pretty good possibility of a lot of cows being called in the next two to three maybe even four weeks that's why now last week the u.s go ahead i was just gonna say we kind of learned that in the last time that texas uh and that neck of the woods oklahoma suffered with this kind of weather situation they they just got rid of a lot of cows well they did and i think the interesting thing is the past two weeks the cow slaughter report that comes out on thursday we should get the next one today from the usda it's been up. So for the past, I would say, 35 to 36 weeks prior to that, it was all down. I mean, there was not a whole lot of calling, not a whole lot of cows going to sale. Last week, we were up 5% year over year. Now, I believe that had a lot to do with the feed rally on corn, beans, bean meal, uh, wheat, and such. But you add in a monster global effect of Texas and New Mexico, let's see what happens in two to three weeks, but we could see an even higher cow slaughter report coming out just in those areas alone. That's incredible. You know, and while I sympathize definitely about the loss of the milk and that, you know, a lot of those employees that are out there trying to thaw the waters, a lot of those homes that they live in may not necessarily have a furnace. That's not, that's not standard fare like it is up here in Wisconsin. No, no, not at all. Um, talking to a few different plants down there that actually produce flaked corn. Speaking of, uh, of furnaces, they have natural gas pumped into the plant. And right now the state of Texas has withdrawn everybody's natural gas. They're not even able to make flaked corn. They don't have enough resource to get their furnaces and dryers going. So guys are not able to get their dried corn that they need, their flaked corn that they need this week. 
man, it's, yeah, see, that's the ripple effect we don't think about. Now, is the market paying attention to that, though, Cody, or is it going to have to, is it going to be kind of a delayed reaction? I think it might be a little bit of a delayed reaction. I think the market has paid more attention, you know, to the GDP that we had on Tuesday. That was up 3%. Um, if we look at the cheddar cheese price that we had on the GDP, uh, it was up about 2.4%, which would roughly equate to $1.93 per pound. And if you look at the price of the United States cheddar cheese, we are a 35 cent discount to that price on a global auction which is amazing. With our dollar falling apart, I would imagine more exports start getting pumped out of the country. And I think that is what the market is really hinging on right now and what they're really waiting to see exactly what does happen. Yeah, because like you said, uh, down yesterday again on barrel and black cheese, so we just keep getting more attractive. We do. We do. And I think there's a few companies that just need to get their cheese sold. Um, They're making that very well known and they are getting it done. But down here, around the $1.40, $1.45 mark in the barrel, we trade a lot of barrels. I think we had 11 traded yesterday. If we can get some of that product scooped up, uh, kind of keep it moving here, I believe we should be in for a decent run if we can get the announcement of the food box. Um, what would it be, number six, I believe? We have not heard anything yet, but that is still on the tip of everybody's tongue and exactly what they are waiting to see how that transpires. Is there any newsmaker coming potentially out of this USDA forum today and tomorrow? I think there will be. Um, you know, every year people there's going to be two sides of the story. People say it really matters, and other folks say it really does not matter. They just kind of do like a synopsis of what happened last year, what they're projecting for the year ahead. So I've heard it's really not a huge market mover. Um, but I guess, you know, today, tomorrow, Monday are probably going to be a pretty good tell for us. Hmm. Interesting. Well, like we said, we'll just have to kind of wait and see any strategies that you're thinking about that dairy farmers might want to keep in mind right around now, Cody. Cody Coster along with us from Rice Dairy LLC down in Chicago, part of the Ever Ag Group. What do you, what do you got up your sleeve? What are you advising folks? I think in the back half, Pam, on Class 3, um, folks that have the dairy revenue protection and they're signed up for it, we've been looking at getting coverage on back there. The prices are not actually too bad. They're in the high 16s. You know, sixteen fifty to sixteen sixty, um, which is pretty good for most folks. I think what a lot of people are doing right now is kind of putting out a little bit of coverage, seeing where corn and beans go. And I do believe that people are gonna have to adjust their their break even this year. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was sixteen or sixteen quarter last year, we might have to bump it up a dollar to a dollar and a quarter because of the grain rally. And I think that's something that people need to really keep in mind and we need to really dial down on this year. Yeah, very good point, and and the market could really react to that uh, today, and you might see it change a big way. Good enough, Cody. Appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, We'll let you get back to uh, coffee and breakfast. Have a good one. Thank you, Pam. All right. Cody Coster along with us, joining us live this morning from Rice Dairy LLC down in the Windy City of Chicago, part of the Ever Egg Group. And like I said, if you're looking for some uh, advice, especially in light of all this information that is now going to be uh, kind of coming in from USDA, just check out Ever Egg on the World Wide Web. Sign up for daily agriculture updates.